this week. May the internet force be with us as we have put in our purchase for Starlink. And we're going to talk a little bit about why and what we're hoping to use it for. Plus, it's been six months in our Sabre or the Sabre 37 FLL. And we have some of your most asked questions. This is RV Miles. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 230 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who have been crisscrossing North America since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors from industry news, travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are coming to you again from Northern Florida, where it has been raining and raining and raining and raining and raining. Uh, I... It's just nonstop all day long today. All day long today, all day long yesterday. Now that said, we should be very thankful that it's just rain yeah. because what we're getting is that storm that moved across Texas, moved across New Orleans and into Alabama and produced some pretty nasty tornadoes. In fact, New Orleans had a tornado in the parish that we stay in, St. Bernard, when we camp. So there's just been a lot going on with this storm. So we're very thankful that by the time it made it to us, it had broken up enough to just be rain. But uh, it's been a very rainy March here yeah. in Northern Florida. We're about an hour outside of Tallahassee. And in a few days, we're making our way. Well, there'll be another episode before we leave. But yes. we're, we're making our way towards Jacksonville. Yeah, we're getting out of here. We're heading towards Jacksonville. But then eventually, we're going to find ourselves in Savannah, which is Savannah, Georgia. Because I didn't realize there was a Savannah, Tennessee, and I, I don't know if it's a, a popular tourist destination, but someone asked me if I could um, clarify which Savannah we were headed to. So we're headed to Savannah, Georgia, and we've never been there before. So of course, we always love recommendations if you have them for us, especially uh, places we can eat that are a little bit more, I guess, vegan friendly right now, huh? Yeah. Well, no, we're not <laughs> vegan. I mean, we're eating... Chicken we are, and beef. <laughs> we are, but yes, but um, because we're gluten-free, dairy-free, and a few other free things right now. So I sugar-free, sugar-free, grain-free, um, soy-free. Yeah, we're just nightshade free. free. We're just free. Caffeine-free. Yeah, which one's been the hardest one for you so far? Sugar. The sugar. Yeah. So, I mean, we should say, though, I mean, we're using natural sugar. So stevia or, um, well, actually, just stevia is all we're using right now. Fruit. Um, I mean, you know, fruit, so but it's, it's that, limiting. that helps. But. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have asked why we're doing this. And this is uh, Jason is really just um, joining me on this. And I'll talk a little bit more about it in uh, my fresh tank as to why. But I know a lot of people have been curious as to why we're making uh, such a unique lifestyle change. But after that, we are uh, we're going to push as far as D.C. by yeah. mid-May, which will also be the first time we've taken all three of the boys to D.C. We have done a DC trip in the past, you, me, and Henry for our anniversary, but he was very tiny. But we are not going up the East Coast. We are going no, uh, up to Gatlinburg first for my brother's wedding and then over to DC. And then we will literally turn around <laughs> and we will make our way uh, back. To oh, yeah. We're going back to uh, the. Where are we going then? <laughs> we'll go. So hold on. We will go Savannah to Pigeon Forge. 
then we'll go over to Charlotte, North Carolina, because we have the AJR concert with Jack and I are going to. Then from there, we'll make our way to D.C. We'll turn back around. We'll come back to the Durham area to see some friends. Then we will turn around. We'll just keep going west, heading back towards the Quad Cities for that time of year for doctor's appointments, things like that, the 4th of July holiday. And then we will be kicking it uh, towards Colorado. As Abby mentioned, uh, we have, I'm transitioning here. Are you tired yet? <laughs> I'm done Just... talking about this because I can't wrap my head around it. As, I know. As Abby mentioned in the intro, we have made our Starlink purchase. Starlink mm-hmm. is the satellite internet service uh, from SpaceX that has been in you know in various versions of beta testing it's out of beta testing now lots of people have it it has not been very mobile friendly mm-hmm. but lots of RVers have it and they have to sort of change their address every location they go to well lately that has opened up extensively um where most people have roaming available now and all the new orders seem to have roaming enabled so we're excited to get it because it's very fast internet. It mm-hmm. does it is not without its downfalls. So I don't think it's right for everybody to go out and order yet because no. there's still issues with trees and with power consumption and with not knowing how good that roaming is going to be and all that sort of stuff. There are a lot of issues um, around that, but we're going to have it. We're going to test out. We're going to let you know what we think about it. And uh, I'm excited to get it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, we had... Um... When we got the notification that it we were off the waiting list, we actually spent about five or six days going back and forth on whether or not we were actually going to do this because of the upfront cost and then because of the monthly cost. And we've been very content with the internet setup that we have yeah. right now, which is our travel data with T-Mobile, our AT&T hotspot, and then our Verizon phones with their hotspot as well. And so we went kind of back and forth on, do we want to add this in? And one of the things that we so desire to get back to, and as our business has grown, wonderfully grown, it has become very difficult for us to go anywhere that we cannot have a solid internet connection. And so we have had to make the choice of whether or not we're going to go to this campground or we're going to get a little bit more remote and go visit this area. Well, we need to go over here because we need to be able to stay connected in order to do our job. We are hoping that this will open up a world in which we can still be responsible and do our duty and get our job done while also being able to go back to exploring and doing some of the things that we so passionately miss yeah yeah so i'm very excited too the speeds are incredible and it should help us upload all our podcasts and videos and all that much easier we can stream so much faster we can have some better live streaming options that's right we we have really cut back on the live streaming over the last six months and one of the biggest reasons is it is hard with internet it's very hard and you know we did go back to it i guess that's a good thing to mention we did go back to our monthly night live here in march that was the first time we had been live with everyone since we were sitting in a hotel i think waiting to pick up the sabre. Mm -hmm. So it had been, this had been our first live here in our new home. And so that was great to go back to it. And so we are going to be live again the first Monday of every month. We go live across uh, YouTube and Facebook over at the RV Miles uh, channels. And then we just spend an hour. I think uh, we've been doing 9876. So it'll start 9 Eastern and then 6 Pacific. So uh, plan on joining us uh, the first Monday of April, and we'll have Starlink, I believe, going by then. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a whole lot of listener questions particularly about our saber yes, and our move into this fifth wheel and all that sort of stuff. So we're going to cover those on the show today. But first, it's time for a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And we'll be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox has been designing and manufacturing some of the best towing products in the industry. Blue Ox is everywhere, highways, campgrounds, anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Blue Ox produces award-winning tow bars and base plates, plus a full line of weight distributing hitches and a new lineup of adjustable ball mounts. 
With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector made by Hughes Autoformers beats the competition with field replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small affordable part you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years and now have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com. Okay, so we're back and we're going to do a little bit of a mailbag episode six months into owning our Sabre 37 FLL that we lovingly call the Sabre. And I took these particular questions are coming straight off of Instagram. A few weeks ago, I shared uh, a very short reel of a tour that we did back when we were at the Balloon Fiesta. And that kind of blew up a little bit. It's had somewhere around 250,000 views. And we have hundreds of questions in there. And so I pulled the questions from there. I will say that the questions I did not pull are the ones about what do we pull it with and how much does it cost? I kind of felt like those were two questions where the information is pretty readily available or we have talked pretty extensively here on the podcast. So So we should mention though, for those that are new and haven't been with us for a long time, this is our first fifth wheel. We Mm -hmm. traveled in a travel trailer before and then a converted school bus before that. Uh, We are brand ambassadors for Sabre. Uh, Sabre put us into this fifth wheel to share share it with you. And uh, it's great for our family because it's got a loft for the kids that is above our bedroom, Mm -hmm. uh, which is rare for fifth wheels. That raised a lot of questions. Often there's two, uh, when there's a two bedroom layout, you have a very small living space. But what we loved so much about this layout and why we chose it is we Mm -hmm. get to have a big front living room and a giant kitchen with that bedroom space, not being as big as it is in some other RVs. uh, But we felt that the living space was a better trade-off. Yeah. And so if you would like to see sort of this quick fly through 30 second tour of our house, you can go over to the RV Miles Instagram and we hope that you will join us over there as well because we share a bunch of uh, different tips and just some stuff going on with our lives. And if you want a more detailed tour, we did a uh, a tour with Matt's RV Reviews mm-hmm. Towables channel. Matt has yeah. two channels, the Matt's RV Reviews channel, which is Motorhomes. And then he has the Towables channel. We'll link to that in the description for this episode. Yeah, and that came out back in October. And then I do know we're going to put our own walkthrough here pretty soon now that we're a little bit more settled in and we've made a few changes that we needed to make to sort of make this more our home and and what we needed it to be. So anyway, that's stuff coming up in the future. So let's just dive right in. Um, The first question came from Kyle R. And he wanted to know, what tires do you have on the Sabre and would you recommend them? So it came with Castle Rocks, I believe. Yeah, it was Castle Rocks. Um, they have now been putting Goodyear Endurances on Sabres. At least we noticed that when we mm-hmm. were at the uh, the Tampa RV show due to supply shortages. If That's been a big thing across the board for a lot of RV manufacturers is that you're actually getting upgraded tires because they can't get the the, the cheaper ones. Um, Castle Rocks are okay if you're somebody that doesn't travel a ton. Um, we did have a blowout in one, yeah. and we have upgraded all of our tires to Goodyear Endurance tires, which we upgraded to on our travel trailer as well, and love them. They're great tires. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I should say, um, by the time we had that blowout, um, we had put, I think, about 10,000 miles wouldn't you say on the trailer yeah something yeah, like that something it, like it, that it, I mean, maybe it, nine yeah. yeah and over a very quick period of time too so it kind of wasn't surprising to us too much uh the next one comes from happy hiker till she dies and she wanted to know where is the washer dryer prep in this unit so there is washer dryer prep here in the saber 37 fll 
We do not utilize it. It is a closet in the master bedroom and you have two options. You can have the washer dryer. It would have to be a combo in there. Yeah, there's not enough room for two units. Right, it'd have to be the combo washer dryer. Or you can have it as a closet. And we opted to go ahead and do it as a coat closet because we travel full time and coats have always been kind of just my Achilles heel. I decided that I was going to turn that into the coat closet. And another factor for us by not doing a washer dryer is that plums i believe into the bathroom yeah, it, gray it, right uh, no it actually plums into the black tank or into on the this black. unit which okay. I, I, a lot of people think it's a little strange but actually the, the point behind that is i believe that you're that you're only using that when you're at a, a campground with full hookups yeah and uh it's a little easier to manage and then you're actually kind of cleaning out your black tank with yeah. that soapy water but but i i think a big factor for us too is the fact that um We've heard a lot from a lot of other full-time families that are larger, five people. We've got Mm -hmm. three growing boys that the combo washer dryers is just, you just can't get very much laundry done at a time. Yeah. It does seem like you either love it or you hate it. And, you know, for us, um, we, and we have been doing more private campground camping than we ever have in our almost six years on the road. But our hope is now again, going back to Starlink that we're going to move away from that. And so taking up all of that closet space, which is holding all of the coats for all the seasons for five people, just didn't quite make a whole lot of sense. Now, I will say it would be nice right now to have a washer dryer in here, given this particular campground with its laundry situation. Laundry is terrible at this campground. And there's no laundromats anywhere nearby. No. Usually we go to a laundromat. Yeah, and I think the nearest one is a half hour, 40 minutes away or so. So uh, that's just a an inconvenience that I wish I, you know, could have that. But overall, it just did not uh, make sense for us. The next question comes from just Jenny Lane. And she also wants to know, does the master bedroom drop down low? And do you have any issue with scraping? So it is a drop frame in the rear. So some fifth wheels have what's called a drop frame, which means there there is a section that is lower than the rest. Often that's in the front. Um, in our particular unit, in order to get that loft big enough, and it is a fairly big loft, mm-hmm. and have a big master bedroom, they did a drop frame in the rear. So um, past our bathroom in the hallway uh, is our is the staircase to the boys' bedroom, and then a door to our bedroom and we have to step down into our bedroom and um we have scraped the ground like twice i it, think twice yes it, and it is and it's not where you would think um people think it will happen on hills and and stuff yeah. like that it it's when there's a severe dip and usually that's in a campground where it goes from level dips down to level very quickly. Yeah. That's that's when we've scraped. Now, I think we've had it happen the two times, I think actually was only once in a campground at the one in Utah, but then the other time was coming out of a gas station. And that's right, we yeah. hit yeah. coming out because you're you're coming out to get on and the road just literally just drops down. And there's at that point there's almost nothing you can do about it. And I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if even without a drop frame, that was such an aggressive level change. We, yeah, we shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Um, uh, well, it, you know, you gotta get fuel sometimes. But it has not been. <laughs> it has not been a problem. It has not caused any damage. No, no, no. Um, no. You can't even tell that it's ever happened. Uh, so it's no. it's really not a a big deal on our end. No, but we do try to be very mindful of yeah. it, knowing that it's back there. So one of our most asked questions and we are a family show and we have uh listeners of all ages and so we're not going to answer this question but i just want y'all to know that you're nosy okay (laughs) like you're nosy and there are some things about our lives that we are not here to share with you (laughs) and this particular question is one of them so if you keep asking just know we're probably never going to answer it. <laughs> okay. The end. All right. Let's move on. Um, Kevin Brooks, 1987. And this is actually um, a question that we have gotten not only when we show 
uh, the fifth wheel itself. But anytime we do something with the truck as well, this is a very common question. And I think one that either on a future episode here or in a video itself, we need to flesh out a little bit more for people because they're concerned. Mm -hmm. And that is, do you have to have a CDL to pull a camper that size? The answer is no. Um, in in no state do you need to have a CDL, uh, a commercial driver's license, to to drive an RV non-commercially. In some states, about 16 of them, you do have to have an upgraded non-commercial license uh, in order to drive an RV, usually over 26,000 pounds. Our total rig is not over 26,000 pounds. We're actually a fairly lighter fifth wheel. People think we're a lot heavier than we are. Yeah, we, we are on max the lighter are 15,000. But there are a couple states where like, if you're towing over 10,000 pounds, you're supposed to have an upgraded license. Um, our state is not one of those, but you it, it goes by the 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 laws of your home state and what your driver's license says. So um, you want to check into that. We actually have an article on the website that goes through uh, the different states and their requirements for driving. Uh, but for the most part, no, it's a, it's a non-commercial vehicle. You do not need a CDL, and and in a few places, you do you do need an upgraded driver's license to tow over a certain amount. Yeah. And we'll put the article in the description for the podcast and for this video on YouTube as well, if you want to go and check it out. But that has been such a hot topic. And boy, a lot of people got into an argument over that when we had that trick, vi that um, truck video up. So, all right. Penny 71 wants to know, how do y'all handle having just one bathroom? Um, <laughs> pretty much the same way we've been handling it uh, the entire almost 15 years that we've been parents. We've and... never had two bathrooms. No, we've never had two bathrooms. Mm -hmm. So when we were living in our apartments in Chicago, we had just one bathroom. When we were in Wanderbus, we had one bathroom. When we were in the trailer, we had one bathroom. Uh, and this one, you know, really, it's just... Sometimes, yes, there is a line for the bathroom. Um, I get top priority, okay? Because, listen, I got to have to go to pee. I had babies. I get to go first. Um, but really... It, it, it's just one of those trade-offs. I mean, yeah. again, it's it's like the, the loft in the bedroom. Like, I, would we want to lose living space for a second bathroom? I don't, I don't think we would. I don't I, know. You know, we did look at one one saber that I actually really like, which was their back bunkhouse yeah. that had, I think it's like the 38 The kids TV. would have had a bathroom. Yeah, there. something like, and that had a back bathroom. It was a full bathroom back there because sometimes they're half baths. And the other nice thing about when they have a second bathroom is often that second bathroom has a door to it. Yes. So you can access it easily on a travel day. Yeah. And so that is kind of the one, and we'll get to that on this next question, but we... The thing about that bunkhouse one, why we didn't go with that one and we went with this one instead is, again, it came down to the front living and kitchen space. Our kitchen is huge. Our living room is huge. And we spend a decent amount of time in those two spaces. So for us, uh, having a second bathroom and losing that space right now didn't really make sense. No. Uh, maybe the next rig though it might maybe and i, I can see if, if people that are you know always getting ready at the same time that yes. that, that would if you know especially yes. if you've got teenagers kids that are getting a little bit older and everybody's trying to get ready at the same time i can see that being more of a problem we don't have a, nobody at our house cares what they look a like getting ready at the same time issue yeah, there's no getting happening. ready there's no getting ready at this house. <laughs> it's literally like roll out of bed it's quite possible i slept in what i was wearing yesterday I'm good to go. That's the <laughs> stage of where we're at right now with the kids. Um, the next question, L Island wants to know uh, storage, good and bad. Are there any tips about our storage that we want to share? Um, so I would say, and I, I wanted to bring this up, one of the, it's not really a storage, but I would say one of the downfalls for me with this goes back to the bathroom and being unable to access it on a travel day. Because our kitchen slide comes in and our bathroom is here down the hall. And so when the kitchen slide comes in, it's completely blocked off. That has been, to me, the only would I change 
about this. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and again, but it's the layout and RV we love design the layout. Is, it's just an exercise in trade-offs mm-hmm. and you, you can't have a second bathroom in a floor plan like this. It just wouldn't work. Well, and we were already kind of used to not having um, access to mm-hmm. the bathroom because we were, when we were in Ranger Gandalf Traley, it also, when that main slide came in, we were not able to access yeah. the bathroom. Yeah. So, Anyway, that but, to but bring the, that back up. But the um, question of storage, yes, uh, it, you know, we always say storage is meaningless without cargo carrying capacity, and that's one of the greatest things about this unit is it has about three thousand pounds mm-hmm. of cargo carrying capacity. So sometimes you'll have a unit with lots of cabinets and space to put things in, and and there's only like twelve hundred pounds of capacity to to haul it. Right. Yeah. So this this unit has pretty typical exterior storage in terms of a a pass through and a front storage like mm-hmm. most fifth wheels have. We have a lot of kitchen cabinet space. Some of it is very high. Most of it is high. I would say two out of the three shelves. Uh, you know, I'm five seven, so I'm on the taller end, I guess, or average. And even getting to that second shelf. Um, begins sort of like a tiptoe reach. The, sh- the third shelf is I cannot get to it without our step stool. Yeah. So that there's uh, storage over the microwave, which again can't really be accessed without the step stool. But there's some great storage down below. The pantry is huge. This cabinet that is behind us, if you're watching this, we use as well for our food pantry and school. Uh, our whole coffee bar uh, that you often see if you're watching this has storage as well. So for the most part, the indoor storage is really great. Um, we start to have some issues a little bit with closed storage for all three of the kids, um, in addition to giving up some storage for toys and things like that. It's always a balance, always a trade-off. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. The only thing I wish storage-wise, and again, we've got more storage than we've ever had we have places we don't even have stuff in yet um is i do wish there was just a little bit more outdoor storage like that the either we just did a whole kind of rework on our um, outdoor kitchen because it felt very much like we just weren't making good of that Mm -hmm. space and so now i think we're using the space better but that you know, we just kept looking at that for six months and being like this, we need this to work for us on a day to day. We also have too much outdoor stuff, but you know, like, do we, well, we bought new chairs who, and not gotten rid of the old ones and stuff like that. I mean, I guess maybe we don't need eight hammocks, Jason. Those don't take up any space. Oh, though. oh, I see. So and we don't we have only eight. Have... We, we just got, we I gave, gave away one. Going. We just gave away one. We actually only have three hammocks now. No, no. We have two LL Bean. We have the Grand Trunk. We have another. We have a Dometic. We got rid of the second LL Bean one because it had a had a rip on the. Oh, don't come at me with your facts. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. Then I leave you to the outdoor because that's that well. We've also your... like you know we've put our I... lithium batteries in and stuff like that, yes. which is great. And I concede. But... I I was uncertain as to what you mean by we have too much stuff out there because all I can think of is we have a ton of hammocks. But clearly we don't. I don't even know what we have out there anymore. It's toys. It's toys. It's toys. We do have... We, we don't need machine gun Nerf guns. No, I never thought They don't we even use those. them. I never thought we needed well, those. Well, you need but... to tell your brother that because he'll buy them another one at <laughs> you Christmas. Go tell my, you go tell an uncle what they can and cannot buy their nephews you you go do that so all right movie do anything else you want to add about storage uh no no okay fantastic last question it's from i think kalahard i think i i apologize if i'm not saying this right uh what do you hang pictures with and do you use nails so this is a really common question uh, Mm -hmm. because everyone is very afraid to hammer into an rv and and most of the time for very good reason uh we primarily do not use nails but we do we use both um for the most part we use command hooks yes for the most part we use command hooks or museum putty 
there are have been times when we do drive a nail, but we're very we're very deliberate about it. Yeah, you know, and, I I think people in general are a little too precious uh, about that and a little bit worried about you know resale value and stuff like that, and that's fine. But you know what, nail holes can be filled just like they can in a house. Well, yeah, I mean the same is it's the same sort of concept i think if you're going to nail into the wall of your rv you need to do it somewhere where there is like a brace to do it yeah you know similar you don't just drive through drywall like at your house yeah i mean whatever i I, like our these these hooks over the stove and stuff i just screwed them in you know what yeah you didn't look there's no way to figure out if there's a stud there. You just have to kind of feel around. This you can is, feel around okay. and know. And know. Like I knew you can, it. You can press and know and feel, but like I knew it's, it. It's hard to. It's hard to. I mean, because it's all Luan walls. I knew you went rogue over there, which is why the other day I was like, I don't know if we should put that many fruit in that bag and it's hang it t- off that, that thing, hook. I could, I could hang I off that. I could do pull-ups off of that. You are so predictable. I could do pull-ups off that. Okay. It is very sturdy. Okay. Well, we'll see about your pull-ups. So that is really all of the questions that I have. Do you have anything before we go off that you can think of that someone's asked you on a consistent basis about the Uh, saber? I mean, we've we've covered this in the past. Like, what do we feel about being in a fifth wheel over being in a travel trailer? Yeah. And we, we have talked extensively a couple episodes ago about how it does tow a heck of a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great unit overall. It's built well. We loved seeing them being built. Like, that gave us a ton of peace of mind when we went to the factory and really saw how they make these. And, and the care that went into the quality control. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, all RVs are going to have issues. But I think there's a lot of peace of mind for us that this unit isn't going to have major issues. And yeah. that's the, that's always the bigger concern. There's always going to be cabinet doors that fall off, a piece of trim that falls off, mm-hmm. plumbing that comes loose. That's part of RV ownership. And, and I don't care how much money a manufacturer puts into quality it does, control it's always going to be a part of it life. does not matter if you have that tiffin super c for three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars, or that little pop-up for nine thousand dollars something yeah. is going to shake down and go wrong and like, often it's, it's gonna it, often it's components that are supplied by others like refrigerators and water stoves heaters and stuff like that you know but I, I i think you know i'm not concerned that our roof is gonna fall in or that we're gonna have major leaks and stuff like no, that. no can i say too i was thinking about this earlier today uh as the rain was just pummeling us and it's just been downpours and i thought back to the tour and I thought, wow, I am really glad they do that whole air pressure yeah. power wash where they go through to check and see if any of the seals or slides are leaking. What they do is they put a they put a false door on the front door that um, that has a, 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 a big tube to a blower in it. So it pressurizes the RV. It has puts positive air pressure in the RV. And then they go around with soapy water and soap every single seam on the RV. And if they see bubbles, they know how they have to re re uh, they have to patch it or do something, that seal seam. It. Mm-hmm. And if the bubbles are too big, they will not patch it. They will undo they will undo the sealant completely and reseal it entirely so i thought it was just a great level of quality control that a lot of manufacturers don't do a lot of them do uh but it takes time obviously but you can be you know really fairly certain that you're not going to get leaks when something that like that happens now you always still these things roll down the road Mm -hmm. right and doesn't mean it's a hundred percent we've put uh, probably eleven thousand miles on this rig now and you have to at least quarterly check all of your sealant everywhere. Mm-hmm. Look for where leaks could be possible. Look for where it's pulling away. Nip yeah. and tuck it. Make it better. Um, that's a very important part of RV ownership. And we're going to be doing that before we leave here, right? 
I have to do a severe cleaning of our roof before we leave here wow. because this roof is covered with pollen. It and, looks like we painted it yellow. And oak leaves. It's disgusting. Oh my gosh. It's pretty it's uh pretty bad. So we've got a lot of cleaning up there we need to do before we leave a week from today. So but that's it. Those are the questions kind of that have been uh, the most pressing recently. Of course, if you have any other questions for us about our Sabre 37 FLL, we're more than happy to answer them. If we can, we just ask that you email us at editor at rvmiles.com. That gets it in front of us a little bit faster than if you just drop us a DM across social media. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave it right there in the comments. Yes, that's also great as well, because I get an email every time somebody leaves a comment on That's the podcast. a lot of emails. Well, you know, I try to, I like to try to answer them if I can. So, okay. All right. We are going to take one more break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about our fresh tank black tanks for the week. Be right back. If you've been thinking about picking up a solo stove, now is the perfect time. During the off season, Solo Stove continues to offer discounts on their popular low smoke fire pits, including our favorite, the Bonfire. RV Miles listeners can save even more money by heading over to rvmiles.com slash solo stove and using the link and promo code. Take advantage of all the discounts to be had before camping season starts and get your solo stove today. RVMiles.com slash solo stove and then click the link and use the promo code to save even more. All right, welcome back. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Oh, there's a hole in our awning. Yeah, speaking of there's the saber. The <laughs> so the rain that has been happening around here has been very, very heavy. It's been one to two inches over the last two days. Uh, but last weekend, it was just as much rain. Mm -hmm. And there was a big branch that fell on our roof. It made a big, loud noise while it was happening. Abby was actually out of town. Abby went to see yeah. some family up near Atlanta for the weekend. It was just me and the boys. And um, it didn't do any damage to the roof. That was great. I think it hit one of our solar panels and bounced off. And it was fine. But it was, a, it was about the size of my arm. It was a big branch. So the next day, the sun's out, and uh, I'm trying to dry things off. I put the awning out in order to get it to dry off, and a branch fell on the awning with the awning out while it wasn't even storming and put a whole, uh, I'd say about a three-inch gash in our yeah. awning. So It I, hit just right, too. I mean, we've yeah. had branches fall in the past, but it just hit, and it had just the, it looked like just the perfect little point. Yeah. And it just hit and tore right into it. Luckily, I had some awning repair tape from when I destroyed our clam, uh, our screen <laughs> tent. Uh, so I was able to put some of that on and and keep it from you know the getting bigger and bigger. From what I understand, replacing the awning cloth isn't terribly expensive. Um, so I don't know that we're going to report it to our insurance or anything like that. But no, probably not. I mean, just the time and figuring out when we would even get that repaired is almost just too much to figure out so all right what is in your fresh tank this week okay so we have i have been wanting a propane fire pit for a very long time mm -hmm. but i have not been crazy about the round propane fire pits with the rocks and stuff that's a lot of weight that's a lot of size it's great you know, ambiance though with the fact that we already carry a solo stove yeah. <laughs> carrying something like that in addition yeah didn't sound like something that was ever going to be feasible for us but it is getting so much harder to have a campfire out west, especially when there are burn bans. Um, lots of campgrounds. This campground that we are in does not allow firewood to come in from the outside, even local firewood. They sell firewood here. It is not seasoned and it will not burn. It, it is the worst. It will not burn. It is. It, they're, 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 the logs are heavy as rocks. It's amazing. It's the worst. So... There have been lots of issues like that. And we love having a wood fire um, for the most part, but it is nice to be able to, you know, we've been around propane fires with other people. It's so nice that they can just turn their fire on and go, right? So we were walking through a REI and saw this Ignic propane fire pit. 
that is so much smaller, a completely different form factor than the big round ones. It is it is in the shape and style of an ammo can. And um, I reached out to Ignic and asked them if they would send us one to test and uh, we'll do a video about it and share it with you. But preliminary reaction <laughs> after using it a few times, it is awesome. It, it is much smaller, cool. like I said, it is not does not get anywhere near as hot as those fire pits those bigger round yeah. ones because it's not using as much propane but it gets plenty warm enough to be close to and it's very small compact for us to put away i can even actually store it in our solo stove so that we have both options they also sent us the, a five uh, a five pound propane tank that they call their uh, a propane growler so it is a it's a smaller propane tank that is in its own case that zips up and looks real fancy and stuff <laughs> and uh you know so you can get away from using those green you know yes. the uh green cylinders that aren't recyclable mm -hmm. and those are just so terrible for the environment that they throw throw hundreds of thousands at away just at Yellowstone every year. It's really insane. And uh, so this little guy is refillable and we can use it with a propane fire pit. We can also use it with a Blackstone, especially we like to travel into a national park and have that with us. So big fan of this Ignic fire pit. Look for a review of it from us soon, but uh, we'll also link to it in the description as well for this video. You mentioned Blackstone, and I almost on the fly changed oh, my black tank. Oh, that could be my black tank. Yeah. Um, I might have a double black tank. Uh, so, speaking of my black tank, um, I got to give it to the caterpillars Wait, wait, here. wait, wait. What, what, do, you want, do you want me to do? Do I want you to intro me? Yeah. Into, do you need that in order yeah. to feel like this is? Abby, what is in your black tank this week? <laughs> my black tank this week goes to the caterpillars oh boy that Oof. have invaded uh the campsite maybe the campground but i really think they're just here um i put up a story on instagram a couple days ago because there had to have been a small ish clan of them all over our um sylvan sport dynamite like our little outdoor kitchen that we put our um now broken black stone on and they were everywhere and they're looking to cocoon on all of our stuff they want to get that chrysalis going on our tires on our chairs on our awning on the rig itself they are everywhere i it it is it is uh too much <laughs> too much caterpillars uh and they are someone had told us what they are they're gonna turn into moths um well we had this issue last year when we were in north carolina or the, south carolina when we were in south carolina yeah. and we had the clam out then which Ooh. you would think the clam would be oh that's a great way place to hide from the bugs mm -hmm. well they all liked to climb Oof. and make their little cocoons on it and I, in addition to all the other types of bugs that liked to shelter from the weather in the clam yeah and you know our neighbors here have their clam out and the other day i was walking past it and jason the roof i thought the roof was the little i don't know leafy things that are falling the little what seeds is, from these see, trees yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. Oh, it's caterpillars. It's caterpillars, dozens of them all over. And I was like, nope, this is why the clam's in storage. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. You want to ask me what my fresh tank is? Okay. Oh, or should I? I guess I did bring up the broken black stone. So we should probably move forward. You, you, yeah, I totally forgot yeah, about that. Let's do the double black tank. D let's double go. black tank. Double. I got a double tank. Uh, so, out of the blue. Um, and you know what? I'm black tanking it, but it's your story uh, sure, to tell. You do it. The, so our, I, our, we have a newish Blackstone that we've only had for a few months now. Uh, mm -hmm. We upgraded from the 17 inch to the 22 inch. And the connection where uh, where the propane regulator goes, where the hose goes, uh, just snapped right off. The brass yep. connection right there just snapped right off. And this is a, this is something important. Okay. So this is the Adventure Ready Blackstone Griddle, which is from Walmart. The Adventure Ready, the Adventure Readies are only available at, only Walmart. Available at Walmart. And what you might not know about products that are only available at Walmart or have a Walmart-only version is that Walmart pushes those companies to make those products cheaper. So you might 
big trusted brand like Blackstone or John Deere, you know, you could buy a John Deere lawnmower at, at Walmart. Available only and at Walmart. Where if you had bought it at like Home Depot, it, it would have more metal parts than plastic parts mm -hmm. and the vice versa at, at Walmart. So Walmart really pushes their suppliers to get the price down as low as possible so they can beat their competitors and they can make the biggest profit margin. And I think that's one of the issues with our hey, broken Blackstone. And, you know, so fool, fool us for buying it from I'm there, gonna you know? I'm going to fix it. I have to order a, a new gas rail from Blackstone and have that shipped somewhere and replace that. But we're without a Blackstone. For a I'm, you know, if I can be honest, just between you and me, Jason, I'm starting to get a little disillusioned with the Blackstone. Oh, I love it. I still love it. I don't know. I just, listen, you know, we've had the 17 inch. We've had, now we've had this 22 and I know we bought them from Walmart again. Shame on us. But I just, I feel like we have, and we've bought some of the products to like go with the things, the little pump, the little pancake and the smell. There have been some other Blackstone products that have been and a, I just, a problem. I just mm -hmm. feel like that um, for as, and, and it, you know, we don't work with Blackstone. We've never had any um, relationship with them. I, I, this is not anything about the company or the people that work there. I'm sure they're all wonderfully nice people. But I just, for what the hype and whatever, even as much as we all, the camping, you cannot camp without the Blackstone. Oh, sure. I don't, I just, you know, the fact that this snapped off and I don't care if it's cheaply made because it's for Walmart. I'm, I'm using air quotes. I... <sighs> It shouldn't have snapped. No, we just of course not. It. Of course not. Even and that even that really, cheaply made. But, yeah. And just, often you'll find also the products at Walmart don't have as good of a warranty. No. For that reason. Yeah, I'm but, just I'm I'm really but, but bummed the, right now but about it. I I lo I do love having the Blackstone in order to because for a, cooking for a family of five, especially like breakfast yeah. and being able to lay out a whole pack of bacon, being able to do pancakes really quickly. It is definitely not necessary for RVing. It is convenient. It is nice for cooking outdoors. But, um, you know, I'm getting used to using the burners outside. Well, yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't know. This is just now the third, fourth, fifth thing we've bought, Blackstone-wise, that's kind of busted up on us. Now I'm a little tired of spending money on Blackstone stuff. So now we have to go spend more in order to fix one so we can use it. All right. Now I'm done with my double black tank. Okay, what's in your fresh tank this week? <laughs> so my fresh tank, actually, um, I'm going to give it to you this week. I know it's a little surprising, but I wanted to give it to you because <laughs> uh, the, the look on your face was quite shocked. Um, because, you know, a week ago we embarked on a complete and total overhaul of how we eat. And we did that to deal with, um, you know, I have a hypothyroidism and adrenal fatigue. I was diagnosed with those several years ago. And then over the years, I've begun to suspect that I have candida overgrowth, which is due to the multiple surgeries I've had and the C-sections and um, a lot of antibiotics I've had to be on over the course of my adult life. And so um, in order to take care of that and to make sure that my body um, doesn't have to be so inflamed and can continue to do its live its best life for many, many years to come, because it's become really obvious that if I don't do something, I'm in trouble. Um, I had to completely overhaul my diet and it's pretty restrictive right now because we're trying to um, take care of these things and get kill off this growth and and get this inflammation under control. And it was really scary and overwhelming to think about doing this. We've not asked, I wasn't going to ask the kids and I wasn't even going to ask my husband to do it. My Jason um, isn't really known for his love of vegetables. Um, and, you know, I knew it was going to be tough. And uh, without even asking, um, he said, I will do this with you and we will do this together. And, you know, um, I've had more salads in the last week than I think I've had my whole life. <laughs> and he is, he is eating <laughs> everything that, you know, we sat down and we, we put it together, but he's eating everything that gets put in front of him and he's doing it with a gracious heart. Now that said, uh, the last few days have gotten a little rough around here. I think we're both starting to feel the effects of, 
die off from sugar and caffeine and things like that. And it's made us a little grumpy, a little grumpy with each other and just a little grumpy in general. But I just wanted to say, you know, I think for anyone out there listening who's had to make kind of like a big health change in their life, there is nothing more comforting than someone that you live with saying, you don't have to do this alone. I'm going to do it with you. And then they suffer right next to you. (laughs) Well, let's be honest. I I needed to make some changes to my uh, diet as well for my own health. Yeah. um, Well, then that's important. And I uh, should stop eating like a <laughs> 13 year old. And like a, no, like a 26 year old man that I met all those years ago who would go and spend his evenings in the theater, queuing up lights and sitting in on tech and dress rehearsals, swinging by and grabbing whatever, you know, some, some seven 11 on the way to some seven 11 egg salad sandwiches on the way to the, I thought I was eating healthy by eating egg salad (laughs) or tuna salad sandwiches. That's okay. You, you, or like, so I got the, obviously seven 11, not healthy, but I would also get, I would also go to Subway and I would get the tuna salad sandwich at Subway all the time. And then, you are so Then they started putting too. in the calorie counts on the menu. And the tuna salad sandwich, the foot-long tuna salad sandwich from Subway is like 1,200 calories. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to, um, this is back in our 20s when we could, yeah, I guess we could eat like this. So when I was doing Gypsy at stage 773 and I'd, be going to the theater to get ready for the show, I'd swing by 7-Eleven and get a couple of the taquitos. And like, you know, the ones that are in just the constant little cooker that are always spinning. I get like two or three of those. Grab myself a Diet Coke. And you were like in your underwear on stage. In that I was. Show. In fact, everything I was wearing uh, would light up. So it was illuminating all of it as well. And I would just be like, I grab myself some of those in the Diet Coke. And that is Boy, how that'd be my dinner. Our metabolism changes rapidly. Yes. And now look at us. Here we are eating smoothies with kale and avocado and spinach. It's amazing. It is. You know, I enjoy actually I, I'm starting I'm starting to enjoy these foods and I'm starting to enjoy eating a bit healthier. And I actually am feeling full and all that. And I'm <laughs> I, I, I'm I think it's great. Yeah, it is great. And we're going to get through it in these few couple weeks uh, to go with the detox. We're going to get through it. So, but, you know, if you see us in a couple weeks and we look a little like uh, a little rough, it might just be because we have, we're massively detoxing. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else you want to add? No. All right. No. Uh, well, as always, thank you so much for joining us this week. If you are watching on YouTube or you're listening, would you think about heading over to YouTube and just kind of subscribing to the RV Miles podcast channel? We'd love to see you come over there. It's just youtube.com slash RV Miles podcast. And of course, if you're headed to Amazon, please take us with you. Amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles. Until next week, stay well and keep logging those RV Miles. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.